0: This is the final episode in a series of talks Shakti Durga gave in 2019 on the stages of alchemical transformation. She recaps the steps in the journey of transformation before reaching the final stage of physicalizing all of the inner work that has been done, coagulation, and how the universe responds to one who holds the philosopher's stone.
1: Those ancient Egyptians knew a few things about the science of enlightenment. In our first look at this, we looked at how the cracking of the egg starts us on our spiritual journey. Usually something happens to get us going, doesn't it? And then we have this conflagration that we have to deal with. We feel our feelings. Then we have to use our mind to separate and sort out what bits of who we thought we were are we going to continue on with and which bits are we going to get rid of. And then finally, we create a new life for ourselves that's really grounded and based in a whole different set of circumstances than we would ever have believed would have been possible for us earlier in our life. And then we started with the three highly spiritual phases of alchemy. And the first of those phases is fermentation, where we feel like we're really fermenting and all the stuff that we didn't know was inside us starts to come out. It can be a very uncomfortable time. There's a lot of fire inside of us. There's a lot of understanding that the mistakes we've made, the things that we could have done better, that everything going on around us is somehow connected to us. Even if we don't really like it, we kind of got to own it and face it. It can be a very difficult time and many people turn back At that stage on the transformational path as described by the ancient Egyptians. But I say soldier on because the next phase, which we looked at, is the distillation phase. And that's where, through all of this pressure that's created in us, up comes the purity, up comes this amazing sort of clear thing like the distillation of the alcohol that comes off the rotting fruit in the fermentation process. And then finally comes coagulation. And you might think, great, I do all this so I can be coagulated. That sounds really good. (laughs) It's not really a fabulous word, is it, coagulation? But it refers to, again, it's about the physicalization of all this inner work you've done. And in this sense, it's not just the physical world you're living in. But it's how your spirit and your soul are able to interact with the world around you in a whole different way, in a way that is sometimes quite miraculous. It's uh, a place of an inner confidence because you know yourself to be one with everything. You know there's nothing you're not. The self confidence is easier because that feeling of low self esteem that really can only exist inside of an ego. It's just not bothering you anymore and you're just ready in this surrendered place to move forward and do what's got to be done and the whole of the universe seems to swing in behind you and you find that little synchronicities and correspondences and coincidences are happening all around you and you think, oh, I'd really like a whatever it is and someone's asking you if you'd like that. It's a whole different way of living to the earlier phases. The ancient Egyptians talked about the Philosopher's Stone and the creation of the Philosopher's Stone. And if any of you were Harry Potter fans, like I certainly was, it was the magical stone that could uh, was so powerful it had to be guarded by that many-headed dog, remember, in Harry Potter. What a great show that was. I only watched it about 6,000 times with my growing up children at the time. But anyway, back to the Philosopher's Stone, it's as though our spirit And our soul become infused so much with the golden light, and that the whole of creation seems to be one with us, and we're one with the whole of creation. And our capacity to understand our meaning, our purpose, and the reason for our existence is all there. And we really make a difference. And the world changes because of the presence and the intentions that we're holding. It's not so much that I myself am actually very active, it's just that the yearning of my heart to serve others for the world to be a better place is kind of taken up by the divine who creates all these circumstances and situations that perfectly supports whatever it is that's the intention of one who holds the philosopher's stone. So this is something worth striving for. It's something worth working for. I'm not going to say it's quick because it's not. Anything to do with real spiritual development is never a quick fix. It is a marathon. And every now and again, there's a sprint. But what I tell people that come and work with me is pace yourself because you're going to be at this for a long time. And just when you think you've done it, generally speaking, the universe says, Well done. Want to do it again? And we go back and there's another cracking of the egg. There's another thing that causes us to start this process again. And the vortex of opportunity and expansion and light opens all around us. And we have the opportunity for even greater expansion into the infinite. So that's what it's all about. The Emerald Tablet is the ancient writing on this. The whole of the emerald tablet is just kind of one page and it was written on an emerald, on an actual huge green stone. Might not have been an emerald, but it was green. And uh, it's said to be the oldest surviving written document predating Moses and the Ten Commandments. Anyway, just a bit of trivia. Thanks for joining us and I hope you've enjoyed looking at the seven stages of alchemy. Namaste. Namaste.